Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Remote Controlled, Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. On today's episode, we're talking with Carly Chaikin, the star of Mr. Robot, about the exciting new season. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Deborah Birnbaum, and it's my pleasure to welcome Carly Chaikin. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So we're talking a little bit ahead of the season premiere of Mr. Robot, so no one has seen it yet, but why don't you set the stage for us? Where is Darlene going into the season? Well, we saw Darlene end last season, literally backed into a wall at the FBI, having them revealed that they basically know everything right after her boyfriend, who's the love of her life, just died. Um, so it's fair to say she's not in the best of places. Um, so this season, we we come back from there and we see, you know, based on obviously the previews, she's not in jail. Um, but we see, we're going to see her navigate where to go from here. And, you know, basically having lost absolutely everything. And... You know, what's what's cool is we see that also physically where she really doesn't wear any makeup anymore, no jewelry, no nail polish, none of her, like, amazing outfits. She's basically just in, like, sweatpants and a shirt the whole season and kind of wearing the same thing. So she's really just been stripped of everything. Was that your idea, the costume designers, Sam's? We – it's funny because – Kat, our costume designer, who's amazing, when I went in for my first fitting, she was like, so I'm thinking, you know, just very no jewelry. And I was like, yes, we are both just totally on the same page with it. Um, you know, it's funny because Darlene's never worn pants once. Really? In two seasons. Um, so, you know, we tried on jeans, which felt very weird. And then I was like, what about, you know, just sweatpants? And, and um so we tried that and we're just it's very collaborative and we're just totally on the same page how much did you know about the arc of the season going into it did you know that she was going to be in this place where we find her for season three yes yeah well luckily because sam directs every episode we get all the episodes ahead of time that's great which is amazing such a blessing in tv because you know season, and such a rarity yeah season one you know is how it normally is where we get them each week but I don't think we you could do this show without having all of that information so you know after season two I had no idea what was going to happen and was dying to know um so before but we had our you know two-day table read before and so I did know everything going into it and I was just very excited 
previous seasons have been known for their season-long twists. Is is there one going into this season, or can you not answer that question? Well, I can't really answer that question, but, you know, I will say there's always... This season really isn't about trying to fool anybody or you know, trick anybody. There's, of course, always, because our narrator is Elliot, who doesn't necessarily see the world in the same way a lot of us do, and he's kind of, can be very unreliable. Um, There are, of course, going to be things that we'll find out that, you know, we didn't know, and the story is unfolding, and so more will be revealed. But we definitely, definitely this season... You know, not last season, no one was trying to trick anybody, but there's not as much of of that stuff this season. So we know that Elliot's not reliable. What about Darlene? Is she reliable? Yeah. I mean, I think in, you know, I think she, yes, Darlene is very reliable when it comes to Elliot. Um, she will always be there for him and do whatever she can for him, regardless of the circumstances. Um, you know, but I think I think in order to be really reliable, you have to also be grounded in yourself and in this in in the world. And I don't think any of our characters are necessarily, you know, grounded with who they are and their place here. So she's reliable to the extent and the emotional capacity that she can be what's the state of her relationship with Elliot it's complicated you know I think we saw last season you know or or throughout these past two seasons that they started this together they came up with this together when in fact it was actually his idea that he brought to her and you know he's the only family that she has left, really. And so I think there's this this big battle between her, you know, having resentment towards him for being unreliable and for disappearing all the time and, you know, not being able to count on him and them starting this whole thing together and now he wants to back out and, you know, she's left with this mess alone. So... There's still that battle with them of of her kind of feeling alone in this with him. And, and you know, and wishing that he was there in a different way. But she obviously loves him more than anything. Is that what motivates her? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what keeps her... I think there's there's a few things. Is one that if they don't fix this, then they're the monsters, and they basically collapsed the world. Um, and so there's that motivation of her. She'd never be able to live with herself if that's who she became, or if that's what she was. And I and then you know on top of that, I think she's a very loyal person, and that means a lot to her. And her loyalty, you know, lies with her brother. But we see this season, that's something with everyone that gets wavered, too, is their loyalty and their beliefs and their, you know, what they stand for, I think, in a situation like this, gets tested. 
It's definitely a dark world when this season opens. I mean, it feels like everything is upside down and sort of Darlene's trying to figure out her way out of all of this. Is she working with the FBI at this point? Is she, or is she just trying to save herself and figuring out the best way out? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I figured a lot of my questions are going to get answered like that. <laughs> and then meanwhile, Angela, who, you know, they were friends, is on a very different path. What's her perspective on Angela? You know, Angela, I will say, season one, I wasn't the biggest fan of Angela. And now she is my absolute favorite character. Really? Why? Well, I think, you know, Portia is just, is so talented and has just, especially this season, what she does with her and how she's, you know, handled what they've thrown at her is so incredible and I just I can't wait for everybody to see it um and I just think that she's so there's just so much to her that you you don't know how to feel you know and I think that's so interesting because because it's like you don't know if she's good you don't know if she's bad you don't know if she's right or wrong or doing the right thing or not doing the right thing or if you can trust her if you can or if she's you know really weak or really strong and I just think it's so she's just so interesting in that way where you have no idea what's going to happen definitely she's absolutely a cipher you just you you know and she especially has evolved since the first season that character so much yeah so much what do you think her motivations are what is she trying to accomplish or is that part of the mystery I mean I think that's part of the mystery I think there's different it's it's so interesting because I don't really think about those things with the characters and you know Portia would be talking to me about stuff that she's doing this season and with questions and I'm like I have no idea really what your storyline you know like all of those in the same way that I know mine I don't you know it's so interesting because I do watch all of them kind of as a outside audience Um, So you only know your own storyline going into the season? Well, I know all of theirs. But, you know, we do a huge table read in the beginning. And a lot of things change. And then, you know, you're not... I'm not focusing on everybody else's stuff. I'm just focusing on my own. So I know everything that they do with me. And I know everything in general. But I totally... I forget after all this time. So that's why I love watching the show. Because aside from my stuff, I'm like... Oh my god, that's so cool! And totally forget about everything. Um, but you know, I think last season we see her with White Rose and that whole weird scene that happened. Um, and so I think maybe her motivations could have changed and shifted after that encounter. Um, but I think she too is just has been put in a position where she doesn't really have any other option. That's so much what the show is about. And I think I read an interview with Sam where he talked about that this season is so much about duality, this sort of idea of like you're, you're, you're split. Do you think that's true of Darlene, that she's split in some way? Totally. She is very, very split. <laughs> I think, you know, she's she's going through a very, very big battle internally with what's right and what's wrong and and with what she has to do versus what she wants to do or would you know or what she believes in i think all of these someone was asking me about what my favorite parts of darlene are and it's interesting because 
a lot of my favorite things about her don't necessarily apply to how it is today because most of those things have been compromised or have been taken away or have you know she's been put in a box where those aren't possibilities so you know I think it's really interesting watching people in a situation where you also are like I don't know what I would do what would you do (laughs) well I can't really tell you because you don't know (laughs) but I would do what she's doing Mm -hmm. do you like her do you like Darlene I love her it's you know it's funny because she when when we wrapped um I was obviously so excited to be to be done and to have done this and then I went home and had this moment where I was like oh I have to say goodbye to you because you know she when we're filming 80 percent of my life is being her so I'm like in Mr. Robot world and Darlene world like more than I am in my own world so it does become something that's like weird to let go of but I think you know you can't honestly play someone that you don't have sympathy and empathy and love for um but I I think she's amazing (laughs) is there one thing that helps you get into her mindset get into the character or as you mentioned before was it just the costumes and the hair and the makeup that you approached the season with yeah, wardrobe and hair and makeup, the second the second I'm in that, I'm there and I'm her. And it was weird this year not having, you know, my that military jacket, my boots, my jewelry, the makeup and all of those things to hide behind that this year, you know, I felt going, you know, now putting those new clothes on, I felt that bareness and just being like stripped of my costume and you know that armor what questions did you have for Sam going into the season were there things that you wanted to accomplish or mysteries that you wanted answers to oh yeah there still are there are still so many things um that I want to know and and I've gotten to a place where I actually now don't want to know um if I don't need to know because a lot of the times it ends up being a burden. And I think he we know everything that our character should know. And there there are definitely moments in the script where I'm like, you know, where I've said to him, I'm like, I know this means something. You don't need to tell me what it means, but it does. So I just want to know like how you want me to play this. And he'll try and be like, Well, what what do you mean? Like no, it doesn't. And I'm like, okay, I know it does. <laughs> You've got two years of experience now. You <laughs> yeah. know. I'm like, you don't need to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, so those things, you know, I, I don't want to know. But I know that there is so much that, you know, our jaw is going to be dropped just as much as the audience. How does this season compare for you to past seasons? I think this is going to be our best season. You know, I think... Each season has definitely been its own, you know, chapter. Um, And I absolutely love last season. I absolutely love the first season and this season especially. But the first one, you know, was very plot and fun and quicker and fresh. And the second season, we kind of got 
into more of the characters and the emotions and the stories and the places that we were in um, and to really get to know everybody better and where they're at. And so now I think season three, we get to kind of combine the two and go back into that excitement and the roller coaster, having now had a better understanding of who everybody is and what they're doing and why they're doing what they're doing. So this season is is a fun ride um, and very exciting. Is it helpful having Sam direct the ball as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, we could never... Season one, we had different directors, but it, it was kind of a problem because they don't they don't know the story, you know, and there's so much to it that we're going to find out later that Sam, you know, for example, the directors didn't know that I was his sister. So they, because to them, I was also just a random person, you know, they could have had me do something or wanted me to do something different that would contradict the fact that I am his sister. So with with random things like that, you know, we would go to Sam and be like, well, what am I doing here and what's going on? Whereas normally you'd go to the director. And so it was a very weird thing. Um, But he's just, you know, the dictionary of and the mastermind of this whole thing. So having that person there is, you know, there's nothing like it. There's no way we could do it without him. And he, especially with the way we shoot it, which obviously if he wasn't directing all them, we wouldn't shoot it the way we do. But especially with that, you know, he knows the story and all the scripts so well. You can, at any moment, I'll be like, well, what just happened before this? And he'll just spit it out, um, you know, because I'll forget what episode we're even doing when we're doing it. But he's he's so amazing and he has, you know, pushed me and to be a better actor and has taught me so much and is just has such an amazing presence and you know vibe about him that just having him on set makes everything so much better how surprised were you to find out that she was his sister did you know all along yeah i knew all along it's funny because i knew before i even got the job really when i and sam doesn't remember this but i remember when i first went in to read with him and chad Hamilton, one of our executive producers, um, you know, I was doing the scene after we were talking about it, and he's like, well, that's his sister. So, well, like, so casually. And I was like, oh, okay. I had no idea. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so, obviously, that changes the entire dynamic and how you do the scene. But I knew from the beginning, but it was very fun at the table read for that episode when half the table had no idea. And so they were all like, what? And freaking (laughs) out. Um, But we would be on set before that and he'd come up to us and be like, well, that's your brother. (laughs) And like, don't forget that. (laughs) Yeah. And then where does that leave your relationship with Mr. Robot, with Christian Slater? I mean, do you have that same kind of connection to him that Elliot does? Does Darlene? Well, that's Elliot to Mm. me. You know, and I think, so there is no Mr. Robot to me or anybody else. So I'm always just talking to Elliot, and that's just Elliot. Um, but do you think she sees the difference when he's... Yeah, I think that she 
there are times, um, you know, obviously in the beginning of the first season, she didn't realize that, you know, he was, that was going on. Um, but I think now that she knows um, about Mr. Robot and about all those things, you know, she can see him turn sometimes. And we see that more this season, I think. Uh, but, you know, it's it's also a weird thing because he... And last season there was a scene where you know, when she was visiting him in jail and she was like, well, maybe I need him right now because, like, the person I see across from me, you know, isn't whatever it was. So I think now it's kind of this also, like, weird, complicated thing where she knows that Robot is the one that's sticking in this with her and not Elliot, but of also, like, wanting Elliot to be Elliot and to be there with her and have him not be tormented by this other part so it's all like a very twisted, entangled thing. It must be hard to play that, knowing that you're talking to the same actor or that you're, t- you're talking to a character who's playing two different characters, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's, I think it sounds harder than it is um, because to her, it's just her brother. You know, so when people had asked, like, oh, is that hard... Um, season one to keep the brother thing, you know, under wraps or whatever. I was like, no, I played it like he was my brother. You know, like it's not to hurt. The, there are times what's hard about it is when they go in and out and you have to keep your eye line and everything the same and not let that part of it distract you. Mm-hmm. And also there are times, too, when, you know, Christian will walk in, walk into a scene and you instinctually want to look at somebody that's entering a scene and it's so hard that it's like, we don't see him, he's not there. <laughs> right. But there are times where, you know, and we're working with other people and Sam has to be like, remember, don't look at him. <laughs> he's not really here. Yeah. So where is Elliot going into the season? Where his, is his mindset? How self-aware is he at this point? Well, he's not very aware of anything because he's shot. <laughs> exactly. He was lying on the floor in a he's pool lying. of blood. Yes. Obviously, he doesn't die. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I mean, I think he's more tormented than ever because especially now with Tyrell being back and, you know, just being so, part of my language, but mind-fucked by all of this mm-hmm. and from every... At, from every angle and just this battle between if what he's doing is right and not wanting to be involved anymore but knowing that he has to be and you know this battle with his relationship with robot and because everything's a double-edged sword of course there's so much good to that relationship and so much bad and so I think that he's just like all of us completely lost and just trying to figure it out as it happens do you think there's a theme to this season more than seasons before i mean i think every season has had a pretty distinct theme and i think this season i know sam has used the word disintegration um and i think that's a pretty good one i mean it definitely track sorry it definitely tackles trump head on 
<laughs> he's a character in this world. He exists in this world. In Robot World? In Robot World. Yeah, he exists in an interesting way because, you know, we're still in 2015. Um, so we're still in a pre-Trump world, which is very interesting. But he does exist in smart, interesting ways. We do see him. She says obliquely. <laughs> <laughs> you also got some new cast members this season. Bobby Cannavale shows up. Yes. Um, talk about his character and what he's playing and what he brings to this world. Bobby is absolutely incredible and such an amazing actor. And he's funny, you know, and he brings this very fresh element to the show that hasn't been there. And he brings a little comedy to it, too. Absolutely. Um, and is very funny. You know, it's a lot of the times can be very hard to, you know, we'll be doing a scene and just can't help but laugh because um, he is such a character and he's so good at it. Um, and he has a very plays a very interesting role that I think people will really enjoy seeing fold out. You definitely get that sense from the first scene. Yeah. Without giving anything away. Yeah. But it's fun to see humor play a role in the show. Totally. I mean, it's just like the juxtaposition between like how dark our world is and how light he always stays. How do you think fans are going to respond to the season? I think fans are going to absolutely love it and be very excited. Um, and, you know, I know as much as, like, I thought, think, and still do season two is amazing. I think a lot of them felt, you know, a part that was missing of that excitement and that just the roller coaster that they had felt before and kind of being taken on a ride. And I think that they are going to be, like, very pleasantly surprised and happy with um, what we give them and show them. And I think that everyone's going to really love it. Does it end on a cliffhanger again? Oh, my God. How does it end? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, of course. How could you not? <laughs> I'd expect nothing less. Yes. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure speaking thank with you. Thank you. And good luck with the season. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'll be back next time with another great episode. We'll be talking about season two of Stranger Things with executive producer Sean Levy. See you next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.